Hello there, and thanks for joining me on the podcast. Step-children, step-children, step-parents, step-grandparents. That's my topic. You know, we live in a world where millions of kids go by the subtitle step. Step-brother, step-sister, step-kid, step-child, and so on. And... Accordingly, the parents pick up that same kind of title, being a stepmother and a stepfather, etc. And um, what we really have here is the attempt on the part of parents to blend together two families. But unfortunately, it's not just two families that are being blended together. I mean, they're not equal. You have one uh Part of the, of the equation might have two or three or four children, and the other part of the equation might have one or two child ch- children. So you're trying to blend maybe three children with two children, or three children with one child, or older children with younger children. You're trying to blend children that have been on their own for a long period of time and now coming into a relationship as a family. All kinds of combinations. And you know what? It doesn't work. It isn't just the blending of two people or two families or three kids or whatever it might be. If that was the case, it'd be easy and simple. But it's a very, very complex formula. And the children play a great role in this. Some children come into a blended family by, with anger. You know, they didn't like what they had before. They didn't like the fact that their mother or their father left them. They didn't like the fact that now the mother and the father with whom they've been living is now going into a new relationship and now beginning to live with somebody else. And all of a sudden, without even having thought about it or talked about it or considered it together, all of a sudden now becoming part of a blended family, a step family. So it's not an easy situation for all these kids and not very many of them survive this process or succeed in this process most of the stepchildren most of the stepchildren are hurt take it on the chin have bitterness have fear have anger have jealousy almost always it comes with a great great price and it comes with a tremendous burden on the part of the new parents to put together children from two separate backgrounds, two separate families, two separate histories, and put them into one cookie jar. And it just doesn't work. Now, on occasion it does, and for that we're grateful. And um, if you made it work, good. Write a book about it. Tell others. Write an article about it. Share your successes. Because if, if you can have, if you know something that makes it work, then share it because other people need to know what that's all about, okay? Step-siblings come with a great deal of mixed emotions. They come from a background of rejection. They might come from a background of abuse. They might come from a background of teasing, of bullying behavior come from a background of being rejected. You see, 
Stepchildren come with a package of emotions and experiences into a new home, into a new relationship, into a new family that probably don't even know what those emotions are all about. Probably have not even experienced those same emotions. And here you're trying to put them together as if they're equal. These kids come from very, very disturbed and distressed and hurtful backgrounds. And you can't just assume that they'll now come into a family that's much more healthy, much more positive, much more uh, uplifting, because they haven't had to deal with abuses. They haven't had to deal with rejections and losses and, and so on. So these stepkids really have their trouble. And anybody taking them on, it has to uh, really understand what this issue is all about, read on it, and do it with a great deal of professional guidance, professional support. Now, in taking on a new family, we call them the step family, here's my number one rule. Drop the word step. Get it out of your vocabulary. You might say it once and once and for all. You might look at each other and say, you're my stepfather. You're, my, you're not my father. You're only my stepfather. Or you're not my mother. You're my stepmother. Or you're not my sister. You're my stepsister. You're not my brother. You're my stepbrother. Say it. And then never allow it to be said again. In other words, drop the word step. And from now on, we're brothers and sisters. We're mothers and fathers. We're bringing together family. And we're all going to be, uh, at least in appearance, to be equal. Of having parents and having brothers and having sisters. And leave that word step out of the vocabulary. So that's number one. That's my rule number one. Don't let that word creep in. Never introduce your daughter as my stepdaughter. This is my biological daughter. This is my biological son. This is my biological son, my stepson. Don't ever use those words. Those kids are your sons and your daughters. However, they came into your life. Okay? Now, here's a couple other principles that I think are very important that I also recommend. Refrain from comparing your children's behavior. You know, if you ever compare one child to another, like the stepchild or the uh, child that is not your biological child will always hear it as being a put-down. Will always hear it as being less than the other one. Always coming in second or coming in third. Don't compare. Just refer to the fact that all the children have abilities and traits and qualities and successes and achievements and abilities. You don't compare. And certainly you don't compare the natural children to the stepchildren. The stepchildren always come out the lower end of the stick if that's the case. So drop the word step and don't compare. Don't get into a comparative uh, discussion of any kind with anybody. Now here's number two, three. Number three. Listen to all the disputes. 
that these kids have, both sides. You listen to the boys' side of the argument. You listen to the daughters' side of the argument. You know, if there are two or three boys, you listen to all of them. You two or three girls, you listen to all of them. You listen to the kids and get their point of view, listen to their side of the argument totally, no matter who they are, no matter how they came into your, into your life and into your home. And then deal with the issue according to the facts, not according to who said it. Okay, here's the next one. Nurture the strengths of each child. Every child comes with ability. Every child comes with skill. Every child comes with potential to be developed. Every child comes with a level of achievement and more achievement ahead. Every child comes with the ability to develop character and skill and abilities and traits and qualities of life, personality patterns and athletic abilities and musical abilities and so on. Every child has potential. And in every child, seek that potential. Discuss, find ways to understand the potential of each child, the skill of each child. Nurture the strengths of each child, whether they are stepkids or not. Doesn't matter. They come with strength. They come with potential. Nurture that potential. Bring out the best in each kid. And always praise each child for whatever they're able to do and whatever they achieve and whatever they accomplish and whatever progress they make. And here's another one. Spend time alone with each child. Of course in family life you spend time with the children together as a group. You spend time as a family. Most of your time is spent that way. But in a blended family it's very, very important that the father spend time with all the children individually. That the mother spend time with all the children individually. Now there's no such thing as equal time, but you try to approach the quality of the event and the timing of the event so that there's somewhat of a perceived equalness or fairness in how you spend time with each of the kids. Because if you're in a blended family, those kids are going to be looking for ways in which you favor one over the other. So you've got to be very careful of that. Now, there's no way to be equal. No way to be totally fair or true. But you approach it as best you can. And make sure that you have ideas that can be developed. Events that can be pursued. Skills that can be developed. You know, activities you can go to and share together and enjoy together. Spend time with each child separately. And then pair off in twos and spend time with, each, with two children in your family together. And then pair off in threes. You see, there are times for the whole family to be together. That's true. But there are times then for you as a father to spend time with each of the children. You as a mother to spend time with each of the children. And then combinations of the children. So that there's an encouragement to blend. There's an encouragement to see the children as one family, as one unit. Not two units that come together or spend time together, but you remain two different units of families. We have to get it down to the fact that we are one family, one unit, and we work together and we support each other 
you know, together. And here's another idea. The older the children, as they come into a blended family, the harder it's going to be. The older the, so if you wait until the children are older and then bring them into a blended family, it's going to be tough. It's going to be hard. It's going to be a long process. So just expect that. Just deal with it. Just know that you're going to be dealing with this over two, three, four, five years. It's not going to, it's not going to just fall together. As, as older kids come into a blended family, they come against their will, actually. They don't want that. So they'll have resistance to blending together and becoming one family. So just know that that's the case. Know that the older they are, the harder it's going to be, the longer it's going to take. So you just have to buck up and know that you're in for a long haul. It might be five years, it might be longer in trying to bring together two families into one. It can be done, but you need to do it. Okay? You need to do it deliberately. You need to do it together. You need to do it with great, great um, planning and f foresight and thoughtfulness. And then ask the absent parent, the other parent of a child, to just help. Just help. Do not begin, not get in the way. Do not be a competitor. Not be a distractor. But to help the child blend in their new family. And at the same time, preserve a relationship with a natural parent that may be absent from the child's life. But if you can get other people to help, grandparents to help, that would be a good way to do it. So, stepkids... They're jealous. Stepkids, they're angry. Stepkids, they're hard. Stepkids, they're harsh. Stepkids, they have great suspicion. And they're always jealous. They're always looking for something to indicate that they are less than desirable, less than wanted. In other words, you might make them feel wanted and equal, but they come at it from the perspective that they are not as good as anybody else. And when they do that, it's, it's a tough road to hoe for, to help that child accept and believe that that child is loved and child is cared for by both parents, the biological parent and the new parent, sometimes referred to as the step-parent. But make sure that parents love the child, convey that love, show that love, consistently convey it, so that that child will believe. See, it's not important that you as a parent, natural parent or step-parent, love your child. That's not so important. What is really important is that you do so in a manner that your child accepts and believes that you love them. That's what's important. A child needs to accept that he's loved. A child needs to believe that he's loved. He's loved by his natural parent and he's loved by his step-parent. That's what a blended family is all about. It comes together when a child accepts the fact that he or she is loved by all and by both. Okay, nice to have you with me and uh, thanks for joining the podcast on uh, our stepchild situation 
in the world today. And um, I would recommend that uh, if you have any interest in children, get a hold of the website on the Pompeii Foundation, P-O-M-P-E, Pompeii Foundation. This is a foundation set up for children who have difficulty incorporating sugar within the muscle system of their lungs and their heart. And therefore, they're at risk. And a uh, great deal of medication is required, expensive medication is required to keep them alive and keep them functioning. So it's a Pompeii Foundation. It's in Fresno. So if you're interested in helping children, if you're interested in helping disabled children, you're helping, if you want to help a child that really can benefit from medical care, Pompeii Foundation, P-O-M-P-E, and then Foundation. And uh, so it's www.pompeifoundation.com. Look it up and uh, become familiar with this and send them a few bucks. It would be a very good thing to do. Bye for now.